Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Hey, everybody. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to 223-22. Oh, Big J. Hopefully it's a good Wednesday for you and yours. My name, that would be Nick. And uh, look at everybody. There's Big J. Yeah. How you doing today, Big J? I'm hanging. Sounds hanging like it, was a, it sounds like it was a rough Tuesday for you. Why? Why do you think that? Well, I saw your Instagram story where you were uh, you were you don't remember posting? Are you okay? Oh, you mean that my I had a headache yeah, and stuff? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I took some ibuprofen and it went away. Oh, well, you made it sound like it was uh, really awful. There, it was. The, uh, Instagram. Well, right, but. I mean, like you had had battling it for a while, like it had ruined most of your day. Yeah, it was all day. Well, then it was a rough day. What are you acting like I'm talking well, about? No, I mean, you just have to, because uh, I have posted other stuff on Instagram as well. So. Uh, yeah, but none of that involved your face. Uh, welcome to the show. We have ourselves a Wednesday show planned for you. Big J watched a movie yesterday called The Space Between. Uh, based on your votes on the TDS Fiber text line, and so you will have a movie review coming your way, courtesy of the Kelsey Grammer vehicle. Now the third Kelsey Grammer movie that you have chosen for him to uh, watch, although I think you had a hand in the first, at least two, PJ. This is the uh, the first one the audience has had a hand in. No, no, not at all, actually. Did they pick the other one, the Chris Father Christmas one, I, I believe, yes. I right. believe so. Then it is you, the, uh, the, the good people of the Treasure Valley that are obsessed with Kelsey Grammer. Not so much big jail, though. might be now. <laughs> I mean, sort of osmosis. <laughs> Feeling is mutual, is that what you're saying? I guess. Uh, on top of that, we'll have your first chance this morning at some Kill Switch Engage tickets. The show that was supposed to happen in 2020 uh, is now happening on the 1st of March. And so uh, we have got some tickets to give away. Make sure you can go to that show. That should be fun. August Burns Red is on that build as well. So it should be a fun time at the Rev Center. So we have that on the agenda, too. So we have a show planned for you, plus some music that we're going to play. Let's get started with some Alice in Chains here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Quite the brouhaha outside the radio station yesterday after the show, Big J. Was there? Oh, uh, well, yeah. down the road. Yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, they shut down Fairview right down the street from here, basically from Curtis all the way down to uh, Hartman Street. Yesterday, from like 10 30 in the morning until about 3 30 in the afternoon, as there was an officer involved shooting right there near the intersection of Fairview and Liberty Street. Apparently, there was a dude there flagging down cars who had a parked car kind of in the middle of the intersection. And uh, for some, we really don't know what's happening. The, the investigation is ongoing, uh, but an officer pulled up an unmarked police car. Something happened that the officer felt the need to draw his weapon and fire, and so the gentleman was shot in the process. The, he had to, the officer had to get into some life-saving measures. He was taken to the hospital in critical condition. We're still uh, looking for any kind of information. Uh, it's unclear as to whether or not the, the officer who was uh, not, in, again, in an unmarked police car had a body cam on at the time, but in a true sense of a mirror holding up a reflection to society, uh, during their press conference, the Boise police did say that 
there appeared to be a bunch of people that had their cell phones out recording the whole incident. You know how people tend to do? Yeah. And they're asking any of those people that have footage to come forward. Yeah, the the person who was uh, wounded uh, is in stable condition, and um, once he's released from the hospital, uh, they will be charging him with... Um, you know, assault on a police officer as well as a couple other things. Officer not hurt in the altercation, but yeah, exactly. So that's why they're looking for additional footage. Uh, if anybody has it from the word go, all that kind of stuff. So if you were one of the, it doesn't say how many people are standing around, but you can imagine uh, if there's an incident, phones are out in the year 2022. So if you're one of the people, come forward. Boise Police Department is looking for some footage. It helps with the investigation. That's what they want. Little to no progress was made toward reaching a new collective bargaining agreement after another day of talks yesterday between baseball and the players' union. ESPN reporting the league actually saw it as a step backwards. League again brought up the idea of having having a federal mediator, but the locked-out players again rejected it. Uh, they will meet again today, even as time continues to run short for reaching an agreement in hopes of the regular season to begin on time. You can pretty much chuck that out with the bathwater. I don't feel like that's going to happen. They're still pretty, pretty far apart. So baseball is going to be a while. According to Deadline, eight of the 23 categories at this year's Oscars will not be presented live on March 27th. Instead, uh, these eight categories have been declared not popular enough to be bothered with. Oh. And so they will be taped beforehand in the audience and then we'll run at different points during the show so they can edit out all the stuff that they don't want and make it as, I guess, painless as possible. Uh, it does not say which categories they are, but they expect a lot of them to be the special effects and sound and that kind of stuff that, uh, that aren't exactly the high popularity categories. Nobody remembers who won best sound. Do you know what I'm saying? Although the downside to it is usually that's where the more popular movies find themselves to mm -hmm. win the Oscars. You know, that's where your Star Wars or your Marvels are going to win their Oscars yeah. are in the technical categories, but they still don't think the people tune in for that. They, they think it's star power. So I didn't think they were on anyways. Oh no, they, ever, they did them all. Forever they did them all. Uh, now they're not doing that anymore. And so they want to broaden the audience for the show. I don't think it's going to work, but that's just because I have a working theory as to it doesn't matter what rewards they present or who goes to the Oscars. It's just a, a sheer change in the way that we, I guess, consume award shows and media that's that's affecting the ratings, not necessarily the show itself, but whatever. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 6 o'clock hour. <laughs> Nirvana, that is heart-shaped box here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And how does it feel to once again be ahead of the curve, Big J? Because that is where we find ourselves. Uh, it feels normal. Yeah, yeah, we are usually ahead of the game, and it takes a little while for everybody else to catch up. But you know what? We also, uh, we walk slowly, so it's easy for people to catch up with us when we're that far ahead sometimes. Well, I walk slowly. Uh, but we certainly have been ahead of the curve when it comes to the way that we... I guess breakdown media, and I think it's because we're radio guys, but one of the things that really the only piece of equipment that you need to do this job that you have to supply yourself are a pair of headphones, Big J. Yeah. And uh, we are very passionate about the headphones that we wear. We like them very much, and we consume a lot of our media wearing headphones. When I leave the show, I go to my desk and I throw on my headphones. When you go home, when you game, you've got your headphones on, Big J. You enjoy them. I do, too. It's the way that we like to break it down. And it turns out that listening to something on headphones is actually a much better way of consuming something 
than listening to regular speakers. It's intimate. Yeah. University of California found that uh, headphones have a much more powerful impact on your perception of whatever it is that you're listening to, be it music or somebody yapping at you about headphones or whatever. And according to the study author, they find that basically headphones produce a phenomenon called in-head localization, Big J. In-head localization. And it makes the speakers sound like they're inside your head because they're so close to your damn ears. And so therefore, listeners perceive the person that they're listening to or the band that they're listening to as closer, physically, socially. They have a stronger connection to them because of it. And so you automatically feel like you're friendlier with the person or that the band is is in your space. And so it's a great way for you to consume media. It's a much better way, I suppose. Yeah. So it's got a real kind of uh, impact on perhaps future ways of how we, I don't know, consume advertisements or do work remotely or education and industry training maybe they require headphones for you know classroom stuff from now on because it know it knows you'll have better focus out of you if you do it who knows but the idea that you get a little bit more out of something or have a little bit of a closer connection to it because you're wearing headphones it kind of makes sense to me to you uh yeah absolutely and then you can get even more nuanced with the kind of headphones that you prefer and are comfortable with you know, I, I prefer over-the-ear headphones. I don't really like buds. Me either. Um, unless it's like I have to talk on the phone with somebody or communicating in some manner. But to be listening to music in particular, yeah, I don't like that. I like I like over-the-ear. But that's because that's something I've become so accustomed to here working on the radio side of things. Yeah, it's a comfort thing for me, too, I think. I, I, over-the-ear is much more comfortable to me for, than something like actually inside of my ear. And also, you know, it, it can, the noise canceling helps out as well with the focus, at least for me. And so, you know, everybody has their own favorites. And, you know, we have a brand that we like. We have our Sonys that we absolutely love. But uh, these are not the ones, the headphones that I use in my personal time or space. These are strictly yeah. professional. But either way, headphones are a good thing, I guess, is what we're trying to say. So uh, we request kindly that you listen to the morning after with headphones. What do you think about that? Yeah, damn right. That way you're really focusing on what we're talking I don't, about. Listen, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't give a damn how you listen to it. you just better. Just write it down somewhere, for God's sake. <laughs> morning after with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, Big J's got a movie review, review for you. That is next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> That's the Foo Fighters. That's Everlong here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, you guys selected a movie for Big J to watch and review for you for Streaming Dumbass. It was called The Kelsey Grammer Vehicle. All of a sudden, the Space, space Between. between. Because all I can yeah. think of is the name of a goofy Dave Matthews Band song. Yeah, it is. is it, you're right. Is it's it referenced album. in the uh, in the movie? Now, well, maybe tongue-in-cheek a little bit. Okay. But uh, it's uh, it's funny you mention that because I don't think in the uh, description you mentioned uh, that, and I don't know I don't know what the Hulu description was or where you got it from, but uh, this uh, movie is stars uh, Kelsey Grammer, and it's set in the 90s in the music industry. Yeah, it's about a, the, the description, if I remember right, was about a rock star that forms a former rock star that forms a friendship with a dude that had to fire him. Yeah, so basically uh, what you have is Kelsey Grammer is this weird-ass artist, right? Musical okay. artist. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got a kind of off the deep end. Um, and, and, and 
he essentially uh, his last album was just uh, uh, recordings of doors opening and closing. <laughs> Okay, and so you know uh, the the record label is uh, like, hey, you know what? I think we need to kick him to the curb. But he was very successful and had you know made a lot of money forever. So they send this young dude, and he is played uh, by uh, Jackson White. His name's Charlie Porter, and, and so obviously, uh, I love this movie just because of the uh, you know of, of what the movie's about. Just the whole thing, I I feel relatable to it because. I know people in the music industry, and 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 so like this character Charlie Porter, it's it's like a combination of a couple different people that I actually know, and I could envision them having to do this kind of wild, crazy stuff to try to rein in this crazy artist, and um, you know, and, and in the midst of all that, and this is by the way, a, 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 for the most part, a dramedy. I mean, there's some dramatic moments, and and Kelsey Grammer, he's on top of his game right now. I mean, he really is not getting enough credit. This is a great, great performance by him and uh, he, he just you know it's about the relationship between uh, this young uh, kid trying to make his way in the music business and you know the old rock star essentially and so but that's a, a relationship and thing that I loved d- deeply and so I, I pff, home run here what, for what me. kind of music was Kelsey Grammer making when he was famous did they kind of reference it or do you hear it at all uh, yeah just you know kind of not 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 really uh, but but he ended up being more of a like a, a performance artist for for the most part okay. but it was it was in a rock kind of can you can you can you compare it to somebody that like it has an actual career so that I can get my grasp as to like who he, like is he like a Henry Rollins or no, is he like no, a no. is he like a Bruce Springsteen like a singer songwriter kind of more on the, the, the they Matthews ish okay you know kind so of so like jam bandy kind of hippie yeah, dude yeah. that hit it big and and then kind of and then got real eccentric gotcha, real okay. eccentric okay. Uh, is it is it like a ripoff of Get Me to the Creek? Is it? Yeah, there was some similarities to it, but without I think a lot of the uh, you know that I think was is one hundred percent more comedy. Okay. Than than this is There's a little deeper on the emotional side of the journey between these two people, but yeah, it's very similar in, in just the basic outline of that movie. Did it make sure. Big J cry? Uh, I I know, but I mean close. Okay, all right, close. you got emotional, but yeah, approved for sure. There you go. Uh, it sounds like another home run that you've picked out for Big J. The movie is called The Space Between. It is available for you to watch on Hulu. Fairly new. I don't think it got a theatrical release, so this would be the uh, first time that you have a chance to see it. It's one of those right to streaming movies, but it's out there. And Big J says it's another hidden gem. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We have a real Y2K scenario going on right now, Big J. Oh? Only this time, stuff is actually happening. Ooh. Uh, you remember back in the Y2K no. days, everybody was oh, freaked man. out about you... uh, changing the year over and how uh, crazy it was going to be and airplanes falling from the sky, etc. I mean, it was really freaking people out. But, of course, nothing really ended up happening. Did you, I mean, were you on all points alert at your radio station when you were doing stuff then? No, but we were, like, preparing, like, six months out. Like, they were freaked out about it, but once, by, by the time, like, the December came, everybody at the station was like, we're pretty confident nothing's going to happen. No, we, we had to change everything. I mean... Well, yeah, I remember there was dates issues oh. going on with this thing, uh, and there still was when I came here in 2007. But it was even before then. It was... Yeah, no, well, of course. I mean, it had to be before that. Holy crap. I mean, uh, it was a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, And so a lot of people had to deal with a lot of stuff, and that ended up being, you know, while, again, there were real issues here that were going on that would have happened had they not been attended to. 
But there were a lot of people freaked out for a lot of reasons that didn't end up happening. But something happened yesterday that is a pretty big deal, especially if you have a lot of old electronical devices in and around your house. AT&T shut down their 3G networks yesterday. Uh, They retired 3G after 20 years because, well, there's 4G and 5G out there now. You know that, Big J. They're they're implanting stuff in our blood. Mm -hmm. And so T-Mobile ends its 3G service in July. Verizon is going to end it at the end of this year. So by the time 2022 ends, there's not going to be any 3G out there anywhere. And uh, AT&T shut it down yesterday. But what they didn't realize was... There weren't going to be a whole lot of problems with phones. That's fine because, you know, it's been able to pick up a lot of the pieces. But the bigger impact has gone beyond phones. Some vehicles that are still connected to 3G, if you've been driving them for 20 plus years, they're going to see automatic crash notifications in their GPS, which is not a good thing. Uh, Or their GPS's just period won't work anymore, which is crazy when you have a functional GPS one day and it now just shuts down. And there's nothing they can do to fix it because 3G doesn't... If you're still using 3G, are you even functioning? (laughs) Well, I mean, again, there are a lot of things out there that are 20 years old that function just fine. And there's no reason to replace them. And cars, in a lot of ways, can be that. I mean, 20-year-old cars is not that uh, crazy. If you've got a car that's, you know, a 2000 model, there you have it. I mean, it's 20 years old plus. Uh, They also said that it's possible that about 10% of public school buses across the United States will lose their GPS because, shockingly enough, our school systems aren't up to date with a lot of their technology. And so the GPS systems on the buses may shut down. Home alarm systems could be rendered temporarily useless as well until they get the updates. And so watch out. The other things that could be affected, e-book readers, uh, vehicle SOS services, some home alarms, some medical alert devices, especially on the elderly, and more so this could be a real situation where some stuff has got some issues or just plain doesn't work anymore because it was you know put together connected and used back in the 2000s when 3g was a thing and now it's not anymore and those devices still work fine or at least they did until yesterday now you're gonna have to upgrade or get a new one or figure something out but by the end of this year anything that's 3g will cease to function so that is something that you probably need to be aware of Looks like Aaron Rodgers is still going to make up his mind. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, you know, I guess speculation because of the Instagram post that he posted on Monday. Uh, again, we read far too much into social media these days. Uh, he was he said that he was just doing an appreciation post of 2020, and he hasn't made up his mind. He was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday and said, no, no decision has been made yet. So there's not going to be any news for that. He's still figuring things out. If he's going to go back to the Packers, retire, or uh, decide to force his way out of Green Bay, that's what he's going to try to figure out, and apparently he's still doing that. So no decision just yet, Big J. I'm sorry. It's official. Harry Potter's Weird Al Yankovic, Big J. Did you see the first official uh, photo from the uh, production Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story? No, I I haven't. Uh, What do you think? I mean, he looks like Weird Al. He looks like prime 80s Weird Al. I mean, they got him in the Hawaiian shirt. He's busted a move on the accordion. He's got the mustache and the curly permed hair. I mean, it's it's working out. I still can't wrap my head around it if it's supposed to. I'm pretty sure it's going to be like a comedy biopic. Like, they're going to make him to be much more violent and, like, drug-fueled than he actually was. I feel like that's the direction they're going with it. 
but they did pre-get production on Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story uh, earlier this month, and they expect to wrap up by the end of next month. Of course, it'll be a premiere on the Roku channel. It's where you'll be able to find this movie. That's where it's headed, but people are excited for it, and Weird Al is posting pictures of it, so it should be fun. I'm excited to see it when it comes out, be it played for seriousness or just for comedy's sake. I'm sure it'll be fun. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 7 o'clock hour. 100.3 The X Rocks. Rancho Bernardo, California is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. This is right outside of San Diego, so I'm assuming you've passed through it or been there before plenty of times. And today's We're Going to Hell story uh, does not have a great ending. In fact, it involves a fatality, Big J. Never good. But maybe, just maybe, it can be a lesson to us in the way that, unfortunately, somebody's life ended that can prevent us from making the same mistake. Not you and me, Big J. I don't see ourselves in this situation, although maybe under different circumstances. But uh, distracted driving is a real issue. Yes. It is something that you need to pay attention to and avoid if you can. And I think when people think of distracted driving, they automatically go right to do not text and drive or do not mess around on your phone when you're driving. And that certainly is a gigantic culprit. But there's plenty of other things that you can do in your vehicle while driving that would pertain to distracted driving. It's not just phones, I guess is my point. And at 5.24 in the morning on Tuesday, a 28-year-old man was driving his 2000 Lexus in Rancho Bernardo and ended up uh, crashing into a parked car. That led to a chain reaction of five other cars kind of running into it. A fender bender, if you will. It seemed like it was fairly mm, pedestrian accident. Until somebody came up on the first car that hit the park car and realized uh, there is blood everywhere. And Ooh. this guy is not doing so well. So they called police and they showed up on the scene and they pronounced the gentleman dead. But it is how he died that is making it a we're going to hell story. Oh, From what they could oh, tell God. at... <laughs> do you have any guesses? Yeah, I do actually. All right. Uh, what do you got? I think he was picking his nose. No. No. And it went right up into his brain. Although, technically, probably could be uh, something that would be bad news if it happened, but no. Uh, not part of it. Damn Here's it. what they can figure out, because there were some pieces of evidence at the scene. Uh, it looks like this gentleman at, you know, 525 in the morning is pretty early. It looked like he was on his way to the gym, Big J, because police found a bunch of protein powder, powder all over the front of the vehicle. And what they can assume because of what they saw afterwards, it appears that this gentleman was trying to mix up his protein shake in the front seat of his car, right? With his protein powder and his little milk, but all he had to mix it was a steak knife. And he was mixing the protein powder with a steak knife, apparently got distracted, uh, went off to the right side of the road, hit the parked car, which caused the airbag to go off in his Lexus, which then caused the, the knife to swing up and hit him directly in the neck, cutting his throat, Big J. It's like something you would see in the movies. So the airbag caused the shake to go everywhere, caused the knife that he was mixing his shake with to go right into his throat and essentially kill him because he got into a fender bender while he was mixing his protein shake. So it is clearly a perfect storm of crazy that made this happen, but 
Maybe you shouldn't mix your protein drink while driving. Whatever you, you decide to mix it with should not be a steak knife. That is for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's why Jesus made spoons, right? I mean, you, you're supposed to mix you stuff. Don't with it. cook and make things while you drive. And so he was distracted while doing it, ended up, uh, you know, kind of just running, non, it seemed like at least, uh, innocently into a parked car. That caused the airbag to go off, and then boom, we got a knife in the throat, and that's it. Game over. No other reports of injuries in the five cars that were in the crash, and now this dude is done. So let that be a lesson to you. Distracted driving can happen with a lot of waves, and airbags can have can cause things to propel into you. So watch out. Yeah, yikes. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. Soundgarden burden in my hand here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Take me back to the young Big J days. Uh, I can't remember. Was your school that you went to a private Catholic school or a public Catholic school? Anybody it wasn't Catholic in any way, shape, or form. It was just. Was it a private school? Yes, it non-denomination. Was. So, but yeah, it cost your parents extra money for you to go. Yeah, high dollar education for Big J back in the day. Did that translate into a lot of field trips? Did you like guys go on a lot of excursions back in the day? Um, you know, I mean, I can't compare it because I don't know how many normal, you know, but we would, yeah, we would go on field trips. Is there regularly. one or a couple in particular that, that, that stay with you that you still remember to this day? Uh, no, not really field trips, but we were lucky enough. And I think it's just because of, uh, that we had certain parents who, uh, were in certain places that, um, we got the opportunity on more than one occasion to, uh, help do training for first responders. Okay. So we did um, like a a, uh, a drill for uh, an aircraft crash out of Gowan Field. Like you were so the we students play, were supposed yeah, to play. Yeah, we got to play victims. Gotcha. And then there was um, a, a situation where there needed to be a lockdown with the SWAT team. So that was really cool. Too. Same day or is it different trips? No, different That's different cool. years even, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's one of those deals where sometimes you remember that stuff, and that's exactly what a new study from uh, BYU has put together. It's that field trips stick with you way more than you think. If you're doing something special out of school, odds are it'll help you do better in class. It's something that you'll remember and maybe remember for the rest of your life. And there's a couple of instances for me. Now, one wasn't school-related, but I do remember as a Cub Scout going on a field trip to a radio station in Milwaukee, and this is what made me want to do Fell in love. radio. Exactly. Nah. When I was an 11-year-old Cub Scout, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. This is something that I want to do. And that was on a field trip. And then the other thing that I remember vividly... And I don't remember what grade I was in. I know I was elementary school, but we did a tour of a water treatment plant. Did you ever do one of those? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's like it stays like the the going through and remembering how our water becomes clean and how, what they do and those smells that you smell at a water treatment plant are all very much still with me. You know, here we are. Wow. It had to be you know thirty plus years later. So that was a backup job, huh? And well, no, well, it, it wasn't. It was just one treatment? of those deals where no. it, it, you'd never seen it before. It was something new, and it just stuck with me. I don't know why I remember that kind of stuff, but I do very much vividly remember going on a field trip. So it does hold court for me. This makes sense that field trips stay with you. I couldn't tell you anything else about my elementary school time other than I went to Lincoln Elementary School in Cudahy, Wisconsin. That's what I remember. My teacher's names, not so much. Uh, We bounced around a lot as a kid, but I remember vividly an elementary school field trip 
to the water treatment plant. And so that's the kind of stuff that sticks with you no matter how old you get. And according to the lead author of the study, that's exactly what they're finding. Now, they're not saying that every field trip is a good one, but they're saying that field trips expand students' world concepts and take them places sometimes they've never been before and gets kids more engaged in school because they're not sitting at a desk, they're doing something different. So, in other words, field trips are actually good. And if you're going someplace educational or you're doing something special, that is something that odds are, are they're going to stick with you through your life, like Big J's, you know, role-playing. Yeah. And my treatment into water treatment. So it does make sense. So maybe we need to incorporate more field trips. Come on by. Take a tour of the radio station, right, Big J? Well, we used to have those in here all the time. I know. I miss showing people around. Researchers say this is more evidence that field trips are not only good for academic success, but also character development. And look who it turned you into today. Somebody that still supports first responders. Weird, right? Absolutely. How those values were put into you as a field trip began. So think about it, won't you? Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got some important stuff, plus your pop culture smackdown. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, you eat out fairly regularly, so I'm going to need your help in this situation. Uh, Are you somebody that checks the order before you leave the drive-thru window? To make sure you've got everything that you need or are you confident that you get everything that you ordered and you drive away and if they miss something they miss something uh well if i were to be ordering for myself no i wouldn't check but if i was ordering for other people you make sure everything is there yeah so that nothing is forgotten about how often does it happen where you have to go back and <laughs> ask for something they forgot um but i don't uh i don't really recall that happening so, oh, so you've never gone back no, no. Okay. If you are at a restaurant, you're sitting down, and you get the bill, and you notice something is off about it, do you mention it? No, because I can't do math. Does the missus? Oh, yeah. Oh, pff, she, yeah, yeah. She would drive around. She would demand her stuff. I mean, it's it's a different world. We're completely different people. And I'm like, they will spit in your food. Stop it. According to a brand new survey uh, from uh, Tell High College that put together basically a pop-up restaurant with the goal for a full day just to get people's orders wrong to see how many people would actually come back and say, hey, listen, either you charged me for something that I didn't do or you didn't charge me for something that I did get or you forgot something in my order. And they found out that a majority of Americans are like you, Big J. Despite over 300 orders that they put in that day and every single one of them was wrong in one way or another, only 47 people came back and said, hey, listen, something's off. I didn't get something. I didn't uh, order this. Something is wrong. You charged me too much. You didn't charge me enough. And they did all sorts of different things wrong. But only 47 people of the 300 that they actually served came back and said, hey, do you mind correcting this? And by the way, they also said all of them were very polite about it, whether they were overcharged or undercharged. So there were no confrontations. They just wanted to see, you know, do you expect good service or do you demand good service and come back for it? And they said that it's always good, of course, to make sure you're not getting ripped off and you're getting everything that you're paid for. But they they use this particular study to say it's all about how you approach the situation. If you point out the mistake and are very nice and, uh, you know, calm and understanding about it and realize that everybody makes mistakes, 
everything goes pretty smoothly. But they found that the majority of people just don't want to deal with either the confrontation or the issue of going back or the pain in the ass it would take to walk back in or drive back around or whatever. I've called when I've gotten home and noticed. You have? Yes. What like uh, what what prompted the call? How wrong did the order have to be? It was there was some stuff missing. Right. And it's like I'm home, you know. I'm far. I'm like I'm not gonna go back. Right. But I want to let them know they screwed up, and maybe for the next person it won't be like that. Did you get anything in return? Like, did they say, hey, here, we'll send you some stuff? Or did you, they just go, sorry, sir, and that was it? You uh, felt better? Yeah, I think they, they, well, they directed me to, like, a website. Kind did of you thing. go? No, of course not. <laughs> like, All right. All right. Uh, but you felt better? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it really, it was like, hey, I just wanted to let them know. I wasn't angry, angry, you know? The anger had surpassed. And I was just like, you know, maybe they don't know. But I also, on the other hand, when I get exemplary service, I try to make sure to... Relay that as well to their people. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I'm so. the same way. Like, I mean, I've, I've driven off from drive throughs before without having everything in the bag. That happens to everybody. And unless it's something big, usually I don't, like, pull around and get go back into the restaurant. But that's probably happened twice or so in my life. But uh, it is one of those deals where it's a reminder that, you know, treating people with respect is a pretty big deal. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody screws up. Nobody pr- has doing it on purpose more likely than not. And just need a little reminder, and they're usually happy to correct that mistake as long as you treat them with respect as well. It's that easy, really. I mean, everybody screws up, but it is interesting that we find it either too much hassle or not worth the trouble to go back and get what we rightfully paid for or make the correction that needs to be made. Little progress was made towards reaching a new collective bargaining agreement in baseball yesterday. In fact, they called it a step backwards, so once again, we're less likely to have the regular season open up on time as we thought it would. And Big J, one of our favorite movies that came out, I would say, in the last two decades is Mad Max Fury Road. Agree or disagree? Yeah, it's great. Uh, It's not a secret that Charlize Theron (laughs) and Tom Hardy didn't get along on the making of the movie. In fact, so much so that uh, she refused to come back, which is why they have recast and kind of made a prequel for her character in a new movie that is coming out to Mad Max as that story will continue. But now we're getting details as to how much they hated each other on the set as there's a new book out called blood sweat and chrome it is called the wild and true story of mad max fury road and Charlize theron actually sat down with the author and was talking about some of the terrible things that happened on the set and she said that uh, the big thing that drove her crazy was tom hardy was constantly late like just didn't show up to the set on time and it felt like she was wasting not only her time but the time of all the other people on the set and she got really frustrated when apparently tom showed up for work three hours late and he, she said to him that he should be fined $100,000 for every minute that he's held up the crew because it's been a lot of time. And that apparently set him off. And he charged up to her and said, what did you say to me? And like got all in her face. And then at that point, she requested uh, some protection from other producers on the set to like get him away from her, all sorts of stuff. And uh, that's the biggest thing that kind of came to a head. And basically, it was one of those deals where she decided that she doesn't want to work with Tom Hardy ever again, no matter how much money is thrown her way. Uh, And to Tom's credit, he apparently doesn't disagree that it happens. He just says, quote, Charlize is a very intense woman. I don't see why she would ever be intimidated by me or feel frightened, even if I did get in her face. I think that's a bunch of bollocks. So he's not saying it didn't happen. He's basically just calling her intense. And I'm sure that's the right reaction. But there's a lot of stories of him not exactly being easy to work with. So 
Uh, if you like the movie, maybe stay away from the book. It may, it may not make you a fan of everybody that's involved, but we know it was heated, but that seems like a pretty crappy work environment. Agree or disagree? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hardy doesn't seem to be an easy guy to be around. And, uh, hey, listen, that's his prerogative, I suppose. But uh, you're on Team Charlize or Team Tom Hardy? Go, pick a side. Um, uh, I'm on neither team. What the hell does that mean? I don't have to be on either team. Uh, Big J hates Mad Max Fury Road is what we've decided. No, I, I like the Nope, 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 sorry. Here's that's traffic. the side you picked. How about we true. take a look at your traffic report before we get into Pop Culture Smackdown? <laughs> Smackdown on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and uh, we got a great show for you coming up next week at the Rev Center. It's the uh, Atonement Tour from North America with Kill Switch Engage. It's going to be a great show. August Burns Red, and I think Light the Torch, not 100% sure they're going to be on this date, but uh, I will find out more information on that. Either way, it's going to be a great show. It's happening March 1st, and we will get you those tickets if you beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown, by the way. Uh, Pop Culture Smackdown brought to you by the uh, Idaho Sportsman Show. No, 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 it's not. Oh, it's not. Okay. Nope, it's bad impressions, buddy. You're ahead of yourself once again. 208 287. Well, you're early. 208 287 1003 is the phone number if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. I'll, uh, fair warning today, might be a little bit difficult. I feel like these questions are a little hard difficult for me every day yeah that's that's true but i have faith in your question for some reason it's easier the two i think hello the x hello what's up man about sponsorships what's Uh, your name uh fantastic i'm sorry what was your name joe all right joe you're up first joe joan jett and lena ford were in what 70s all-girl rock band that even had a movie made about them recently oh Runaways? Yeah. Right. Good job, dude. The Runaways. Did you know that one, Big J? Probably not. Uh, Big J, which celebrity was the first to get 100 million likes on the social media network Facebook? So go back a little bit. It's not something that happened recently, but a very popular celebrity, the first to get 100 million likes on Facebook, which was a very big deal at the time. 100 million. Um, boy, I mean... Does it have to be back, you know, I mean, several years ago? Yeah, uh, we're talking probably mid to late 2000s. Let's go with uh, let's go with Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Wrong. What if I said it was a musical artist? Oh, okay. Uh, musical artist. Metallica? Uh, no, 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 no. Wrong. I'm talking huh? Facebook. There is no such thing then. Uh, and I'll give you the choices. Okay. Rihanna, nice Shakira, or Justin Bieber? Justin Bieber. Wrong. Rihanna. Wrong. Shakira? Right. International, baby. Don't Damn. Forget. That that runs a lot. Runs deep. Uh, Shakira, her hips don't lie, and she was the first to get 100 million likes on Facebook. Congratulations, Joe. You got yourself tickets to Kill Switch Engage. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those. Enjoy the show with The Rev on the first. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. We'll do some headlines next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> No, it's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by our Half Price Friday, man. Coming up this Friday, 9 o'clock, xrock.com. You can grab $50 to Lemon Tree Company in Boise for just $25. So if you're looking for some savory sandwiches and some great lemonade, that's what you get at Lemon Tree Company. They also offer takeout, delivery, gluten-free, vegan options. 
So check it out for yourself. They got two Boise locations, one on Bannock Downtown and the other in Harris Ranch. And you can grab your $50 gift certificate for $25. Available 9 o'clock, xrock.com, right there on the front page. Check it out for yourself. Headlines are as follows. I object. Do whatever you want. And oh boy. Oh boy. A man was arrested in Boston on Monday and accused of trying to get into the Franklin Park Zoo's tiger enclosure. Zoo workers say that Matthew Abraham was in an area that is not open to the public behind the Tiger Tales exhibit around 8.45 in the morning. When first seen by staff and approached, he climbed over the gate and tried to exit the area, zoo officials said. That's when security detained him. He was evaluated by Boston Emergency Medical Services and deemed mentally competent even after he declined any additional medical care. They asked why he wanted to break into the tiger enclosure, and he says he was trying to get close enough to look the tiger into his eye because he wanted to see the tiger's soul. So yeah, he seems totally mentally competent to me. And I'm guessing that probably would have worked out poorly. So luckily, the zoo security caught him before he actually made his way into the enclosure and tried to see a tiger's soul, because my guess is he would be half a dude after that. Yeah. Because I don't think tigers want you to look at their souls, if we're being honest. They've got other tiger stuff to do. Yeah, they want to look at your insides to eat them. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm guessing in that, you know, battle of looks, the tiger would win. I object or do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Big J, uh, there is a 500-pound black bear nicknamed Hank the Tank, and he has essentially taken over Lake Tahoe in California, and uh, people there are freaking out because he's been breaking into multiple properties, and he has uh, been basically busting into garages in search of foods, and they've got pictures. They're not kidding, man. Like, I mean, I don't think you understand what a 500-pound bear looks like, but it is gigantic. And it is not happy. It's responsible for damaging 38 homes in the last month and has triggered more than 150 calls to authorities because Hank's not the kind of bear that you can miss. He's basically huge and does whatever the hell he wants. So now his recent appearances have got state conservation officials considering whether he should be trapped and euthanized because uh, he is now human food conditioned, they say, which means he's going to do whatever it takes to get more human food because he's 500 pounds and he's obese and he's angry and he wants food and he wants as much food as possible. Well, he is. And he is breaking into homes now to try to get it. And they're worried that at some point this is going to go bad. For somebody that tries to get in his way of some food or just happens to be in the same place food is. Because Hank doesn't seem to give a bleep. And they call him Hank the Tank for a reason, Big J. He's like a tank. So hopefully they can figure this out. But that's another reason why you don't leave food out and you don't feed the bears, like they say, right? Yeah. Because you'll be their food next. Right. Human food conditioned bears apparently are very dangerous. And once they have a taste for humans, they'll be like that tiger. Just want to eat your insights. Yeah. A couple of common themes today. And we'll wrap it up with I object. Just because one knows the law doesn't mean one follows the law. Police the law. in Florida say a very drunk lawyer went into a restroom at a beach lounge in St. Pete Beach early Friday morning and emerged completely naked. This happened after the manager of the restaurant refused to serve the lawyer anymore because she was intoxicated. Police then say that when, she, when they arrived at the bar, Kelly Elkins, who's 49 years old, was still very naked and refused to get dressed when they told her to. They, she eventually put on a hoodie, but then refused to zip it and told police that she was just too tired to put on her pants, so they had to arrest her, and she was charged with disorderly conduct, public nudity, all sorts of stuff as well. 
So a reminder that even if you are a lawyer, you still have to follow the law from time to time, especially when it comes to having clothes on in establishments and stuff like that. A lawyer. Do you uh, represent yourself in that case, you think? Or do you get somebody to help you? Well, the smart thing would be to get somebody to help you. Which means she'll be representing herself. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. Coming up in a few minutes, some bad impressions and more. That is falling in reverse. That is zombified here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. I am here to serve. Big J, you need my assistance? Yeah, so I have a uh, recently received an invitation to a uh, birthday party for a friend. Oh, congratulations, man. And Yeah, and, and so they're, they're having a, a, a big to-do. Uh, it's uh, one of those, uh, you know, major birthday date it's right? a yeah it's like older, a older person okay okay and well i mean you know we're, we're all getting older here so uh but it, it says black tie dress uh-huh so you know the wife and i were having a disagreement here she thinks that means it has to be a tuxedo that's what it means to me so i have to have a tuxedo. it's all if, tux. if they're asking for a black tie event yes you need to rent a tux so it if can't it's, be... If it's, if it's a white... I think the, the other term that you're thinking of, I think, is white tie event, which is basically uh, you can get away with like a suit and like business cash, kind of, with as long as you're wearing like a tie and a suit jacket. But yeah, black tie to me is 100% tuxedo the whole way. Huh. Like, All right. Yeah. Like, like it's a wedding party or something. Which yeah. I, I imagine was not the answer that you wanted. <laughs> no, not necessarily, no. I mean, but not because I could win an argument with my wife because I don't have to go out rent a tux. No, that's but. true. That's true. Well, you could also not come. You don't have to go, I No, suppose. I want to go very much. Okay. Well, then, so yes, feel, you will have to. I honored to be invited. You'll have to rent the tuxedo. Yeah. Uh, that is something that you will have to do and pull off. And now, I, I mean, that, that that to me, I guess, is a different uh, thing for the females out there. You know what I mean? I mean, that obviously yeah. the wife what is, is going to have to dress up, but it's it's basically formal attire, man. That is a formal event. Is it at someplace super fancy? Uh, I mean, no, but it can be fancified. Okay. Well, not quite zombified, but fancified. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, that that's essentially like you have to be uh, to the nines. Yeah. Great. So, sorry, man. That you're already 200 in the hole. But and you haven't I, even I mean, the door does yet. it have to be a black and white tuxedo, or can I get you know? They don't want you to get flashy, dude. If they're saying black tie event, they want you to be formal, classic tuxedo stuff. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. All right. But also, you know, the person is it that it's for. Does it seem like it's something that that when they say black tie, they don't want to mess around with, or you can show some flair and personality? What do you think? Well, I mean, they are inviting me, so that's almost a guarantee there's going to be some sort of flair of some sort of personality. Sure, sure, but I don't think they they want it in your outfit if I'm if I'm having to guess. So I no powder blue. I no, gotcha. You can't go dumb All and dumber right. style to uh, the the party. I mean, I suppose you could, but that's not what they're looking for. If you're trying to be respectful to whoever invited you and asked you to show up, then yes, you're going to have to rent the tuxedo. All right, hey, uh, tuxedo places, get out your fat suits. Last time you were in a tuxedo, your wedding? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep, I didn't keep it. <laughs> Morning like the wedding dress. With Nick and Big J. Bad impressions are next on the X Rocks. Be the X. And bad impressions presented by the Idaho Sportsman Show. Don't miss the Idaho Sportsman Show. It's happening March 3rd to the 6th. Find plenty of gear, guides, outfitters, RVs, boats, ATVs, and much more at Expo Idaho, March 3rd. To the sixth, we have tickets here for you. Uh, speaking of which, March first—that's next Tuesday, friends—at the Rev Center. 
Killswitch Engage coming to town along with August Burns Red and Light the Torch. Uh, so Howard Jones, the lead singer of Light the Torch, was once a singer in Killswitch Engage. It's going to be a very cool show. You will get these tickets if you figure out Bad Impressions. 208-287-1003. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J's got three clues. They all point to somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, Killswitch Engage tickets are yours. What's up, man? What's your name? Uh, Michael. All right, Michael. You're up. Good luck. I guess you could say I was one of the more famous Scream Queens. Next one. I've heard some great... I've had some great roles in movies like A Fish Called Wanda, Trading Places, and True Lies. Oh, my God. Next one. It's time for me to move on from the world of Halloween. It was fun being Laurie Stroud all these years. I have it on the tip of my tongue. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, I don't know it, guys. Sorry. Uh, Michael. It's all right. It happens. Good morning, the ex. <laughs> Hello. What's up? How you doing, What's brother? Up? Did you hear Big J's clues? I have not. Oh, well, then you hear All me. right. I guess you could say I was one of the more famous scream queens. I've had some great roles in movies like A Fish Called Wanda, Trading Places, and True Lies. Trading Places, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. There you go, man. Bam! Hang on one second, dude. We'll uh, get you those Kill Switch Engage tickets. Please hold tight. Why is Jamie Lee Curtis in the news? Well, after 45 years and eight movies, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, is finally done with the Halloween franchise. She wrapped up shooting on Halloween Ends, which will be hitting theaters October 14th. So she bid farewell the horror series uh, yesterday or I'm um, sorry uh, yeah yesterday on social media sharing p- photos from the set she wrote a bittersweet end for me on the Halloween movies I've made great friends and have collaborated with wonderful artists on these three movies and today my part in the film has been complete and with it the end of me for this trilogy has she been in eight Halloween movies uh, yeah that's been quite a few crazy uh, I, I certainly have not. I feel like a bad Halloween fan. I haven't seen any of this new set. I, of stuff. I, I haven't either. But that you know, that's uh, I don't know why. That's a stupid reason. I mean, yeah, so. I've heard they're all fairly yeah, good. Yeah, what's too. wrong with us? I don't know. I maybe Rob Zombie's second one threw us off the scent. I don't know. Or maybe I just disappointed Rob Zombie didn't come back because I didn't have that big of a problem with his interpretation. Maybe, of then, it, then so. maybe we're at part. We're, we're we're not involving ourselves in the franchise. I should have told reasons. John Carpenter that to his face when I saw him. Wait a second. Why are you angry at John Carpenter? I don't know. <laughs> was he angry at uh, Rob Zombie? I, I believe that he was for a period of time. I don't remember. He had to bury the hatchet. So but. be it. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. Jack White, that is taking me back, wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us. It is always appreciated. We uh, we are happy to be a part of your morning commute any way that you can take us. So thank you for that. Of course, always thank you for downloading and checking out the podcast version of the show as well. It's the edited down version of the morning after every single day. You can check it out wherever podcasts are available. It's totally free, totally awesome. Subscribe and rate it for us. That would be great as well. And, of course, we had a busy show today. Big J officially approved a saw a movie from uh, Kelsey Grammer that is a pretty big deal called The Space Between. It is available on Hulu. If you would like to check that out, we talked about very important field trips that we took as kids. We talked about how you shouldn't sh- stir your protein powder with an actual steak knife as it could be fatal. And we even taught Big J about black tie events. So it was a pretty eventful 
uh, Wednesday show, I would say. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to even talk about this. Rest in peace to Mark Lanigan, yeah. uh, former singer of uh, Screaming Trees. And uh, he was Queens of the Stone Age, uh, very sad, way before he, his time, maybe 57. And not 100% sure what happened, but he had been struggling with COVID. So Yeah, yeah. I got his autograph in my office. It makes me sad, man. Yeah. Uh, he's a good dude. Very nice guy. The, I've uh, met with him a couple of times. I've actually sat down with him and had conversations. Always nice. Always forthcoming. Screaming Trees never get enough credit for the uh, mark that they left in 90s music. Yeah, the Desert sure. Sessions, too. Oh, God. Really, really good. Yeah, great. He definitely will be missed. One of the good guys, for sure. Rest in peace to Mark, no doubt about it. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Get your auto loan pre-approved with Team, Team Mazda's iPreCheck. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com. That'll do it for us. Jason Drew's up next. We'll see you tomorrow at CX Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.